Well, there are grave concerns over the increase in teenage pregnancies. The number of young girls between the ages of 12 to 18 that have become pregnant in the schooling system, or should I say in the school age system, has in fact increased dramatically. Now, during Pregnancy Awareness Week, which ends on Sunday, the South African Society of Psychiatrists, or SASOP, has emphasized the critical mental health impact on teenage mothers, shedding light on the multifaceted challenges faced by uh, you know this demographic now, in South Africa on Christmas Day last year alone, the twenty fifth of uh, you know of uh, of December, one hundred and forty five of the one thousand seven hundred eight births were in fact you could say single teenage uh, you know mothers, and on the first of January, one hundred and ninety uh, you know such births had taken place, including two fourteen year olds from KZN and the Eastern Cape. Now between. April 2021 and March 2022, a staggering 90,000 pregnancies were recorded for school, uh, you know, age going, you know, uh, you know, youngsters, um, uh, females over a hundred over over 150,000 young girls being pregnant in 2022-2023 financial year. We discussed the matter, this grave concerning matter with a member of SASOP, Dr. Bavi Vatalingam. Dr. Bavi, good evening and good afternoon to you. Thank you for joining us to you thank you for having me Dr. Bavi, you know what? The obvious question is why. Now, of course, you've got the, the, the physical reason why, that there is a union between you know, a male and a female. But the reality is that why does South Africa have such high rates of you know, teenage you know, pregnancies? And this is, of course, not a concern only for the expectant mothers. It's more grave for them because they are generally saddled with the responsibility for years to come. But also a concern for the young men and their attitude to towards, well, this type of, let's call it behavior. You know, it, it, it's a huge concern, and I think there are lots of factors involved in this. Um, I mean, some of the factors can include things like there's lack of recreational facilities and sporting facilities for our young people. So they have lots of time on their hands and they're not occupied. Um, Unfortunately, there is lots of access to drugs, to alcohol for young people. And we know that when there is access to drugs and alcohol, inhibitions are lowered and teenagers engage in acts that they might not otherwise engage in. Um, In many of our communities, there is a culture that is more accepting of teenage uh, pregnancies. So there isn't that societal pressure not to have sex, not to fall pregnant. So there there are many reasons why teenagers may fall pregnant. On an individual level, um, young people may feel a lack of self-esteem. They may feel that if they have sex, it boosts their self-esteem. Girls may feel that if they have a baby, it gives them something to love. So it's it's a very complex situation, and we need to address all these factors to address the problems of teenage pregnancy. You know, Dr. Bavi, of course, we're reading out more recent statistics, but teenage pregnancy in South Africa, and I would say, you know, sub-Saharan Africa is is a long-time issue, a long-time concern, you know, for, for various reasons, including the reasons, you know, you have just mentioned. Government's approach. Now, government, of course, is responsible for many things. You talk of recreation, education, etc. Government has a major role to play. But what has been observed, Dr. Bavi, is that government normally looks 
looks at this issue mainly from a physical point of view. Oh, distribute more, uh, you know, condoms, distribute more of this, uh, do this, you know, maybe have a, a once a week and bring in a single psychologist and, and talk about it and the, and the job is now done and we've ticked our box and we have done, uh, you know, our part in reducing, uh, you know, teenage pregnancies. But there's an entire culture that needs to be altered in the way young people and old people and communities view life and responsibility in in general, which is, of course, a more difficult, hard road to take, Dr. Bavi. I couldn't agree with you more. And I mean, if one just looks at something like contraception, it's not just about handing out condoms. It's creating a culture where... You know, if you're going to have sex, you must use contraception. Ideally, young people should not be having sex. They are not physically, they're not mentally ready for it. I think most people would agree on that. But we can't stop that from happening for many of them. So if they should, they should use contraception. And they should have access to a wide variety of contraception that suits their needs, not Mm. just condoms. And we should make it available to them. You know, and and we should have more clinics, more availability, more nursing staff. Dr. Bavi, I mean, one thing is that we've said this for a long time, we can't stop it. We can't help them. It's going to happen. Somehow, this seems to be, in many ways, a a society that has accepted a status quo, that we can't do anything about it, and it is going to happen inevitably. Has anybody thought the other way that, yes, we can? Yes, we can involve parents. Yes, we can involve community workers. Yes, we can involve a level of authority. Maybe, of course, there are challenges if you're looking at an 18, 19, 20-year-old. But a 13, 14, 15-year-old managing time, managing routines, even managing habits for that matter. And, and somehow, for a long, long time, those in, in the front line of social services, as, as good of a, of a job as they've been doing, walk in all in every conversation it seems with this defeatist mentality it's going to happen so we might as well you know what just accept the inevitable that you know sex outside marriage or whatever or you know recreational um sex is, is is going to happen what about an attitude shift of involving people from a from a cultural point of view that listen here you need to abide by certain communal and personal rules and this is what it is So there was some very interesting work that was done in Iceland, um, looking at just that, where teenagers had to go to after-school clubs, they had to participate in sport, where teenagers um, had curfews on them, they were not allowed out after 10 o'clock, parents were held responsible if teenagers were found out after uh, 10 o'clock, and they very successfully dropped their teen pregnancy rates, and they very successfully dropped their alcohol and substance use rates. So that program worked, and it worked over the short to medium term. We don't know if that's going to work over the longer term. Also, Iceland is a very homogenous community. Mm. You know, we don't know if that will work in a larger, more heterogeneous community. But it's certainly a very interesting study. And I think that it would be something to explore further, because as you said, maybe it is time for an attitude shift to look at. Yes, we can rather than yes, than then. No, we can't. 
Dr. Bavi, also one one particular discussion would be the issue of, uh, you know, many young teenagers or y- young girls in the school environment being impregnated by older men. And I know, you know, the, it, it, it unfortunately in society has got uh, different, you know, connotations, sugar daddy, lollipop daddy, all of these type of stigmas, which people, you know, sadly laugh at. But it is still a major issue in urban and in rural South Africa, for that matter, that you have got a segment of of sometimes unfortunately even educators for that matter uh, taking advantage of 13 14 15 year olds resulting in you know in, in, in pregnancies and and unfortunately the system doesn't punish enough doesn't you know uh, condones it in some way and and a fee is paid and life goes on as normal and these educators resurface how has this been addressed that where you have a junior a minor in a system being taken advantage of, you know, if I may use that description, by somebody who might even be the principal of the school? You know, as a society of psychiatrists, that's really beyond our scope. We we do say in our media brief that that is statutory rape when it is a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old. But I think that that is something that, as you said, broader society does need to address. It, it is not correct and it should not be happening. Finally, Dr. Bavi, I mean, what is the latest intervention? I know the the stats are out and uh, it would take some pondering over. But from a, uh, you know, from a psychological point of view, what are the latest interventions supported by government or the private sector that's uh, going to be, you know, implemented in reducing the numbers? I can't speak to exactly what government is doing because they haven't published anything on interventions as yet. I'm sure they have something in the pipeline. Um, from the psychological side, we've been working with SADAG, and SADAG has been doing lots of stuff around teenage mental health, really putting it out there, um, improving teenage self-esteem. Because there's a big link between teen self-esteem and teen pregnancy. If you improve teen self-esteem, you drop teen pregnancy. So we're really looking at improving teenage mental health, and through that, to dropping teenage pregnancy rates. Dr. Bavi Vasilingam, thank, thank you so much for joining us on radio this, uh, this afternoon and thank you for your time. It's a great pleasure. Thank you very much.